0: Firstly alhamdulillah Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala uh, reward all of those who have organized this program to uh, help all of the uh, help us through this pandemic and there's a lot of people with uh, having a, uh, quite a few problems when it comes to the pandemic, uh, family issues, health issues, of course, and uh, interaction issues. So, mashallah, this opportunity, uh Abdur Raheem Allah Ta'ala bless him, and uh, the team from Medina Masjid who's organized this program for Canada. It's been several years uh, that I haven't been to Canada, but Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala has created this uh, occasion this opportunity to speak to you all, so may Allah subhanahu wa taala make this a beneficial opportunity. The, Allah subhanahu wa taala speaks about anger several times in the Quran, and the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam speaks about it in a number of Hadith. It's something that is so part of the essential makeup of the human being um, and interaction with one another that it has to have been mentioned. There's a lot of guidance about it. There's a lot of guidance about it mentioned in the Quran. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala speaks about uh, uh, people controlling the anger. al-Ghayth, uh, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala speak, uh, speaks about, not those people who don't have any anger, but rather those people who have, who have control over their anger, who are able to suppress it, use it in the right way. You see, if we're to look at anger itself, there's a few different ways that ulama have described anger and how experts have described anger. It's a feeling inside when you get upset or when you fear something, uh, and it's a kind of a defense mechanism almost. It's a defense mechanism. So you get angry when you want something to be a certain way or when you see that something is not in a particular way how you would like it, or you feel a fear, a sense of fear, now a lot of arrogant people have anger right in fact, anger and arrogance goes uh, quite hand in hand in many cases. What do they fear because their their anger they're- you know they are arrogant they're powerful maybe as well so what is it that causes them to fear well they're fearing their position that somebody has uh, somebody has mustered up enough strength to say something against them or is threatening their position is threatening their state or their status their authority or whatever so then you get angry so there's numerous causes for anger in islam after people fulfill the fara'id and the obligations uh, once a person is doing all of the obligations and the fara'id then after that you can do optional worships you can do optional fasts you can do optional uh, prayers sadaqa etc and there's a lot of other optional things as well like welfare work like assisting other people and there's of course the development of good character so out of those all of those optional acts once you complete once a person is completing the obligation acts then out of all the optional acts they say that husnul khuluq and good character is one of the most important aspects because if you're doing optional nafil prayer that's something that's going to benefit me if i'm if i'm doing optional prayers or optional fasting that's something that's going to benefit me it's not necessarily going to benefit you directly at least right Um, However, if I develop good character and I work on regulating my character, getting into a level of moderation where it's fine-tuned, that's going to have huge repercussions, huge benefits, because humanity humanity stands by a sense of community and brotherhood and uh, this community awareness, love, affection, compromise, uh, mutual assistance, all of that is what makes a community and which makes humanity come together. And at the core of all of this is character, because if somebody has good character you you know we appreciate them, we want to work with them uh, we th- there's a love in the heart for these people there's affection in the heart there's inclination towards these people so good character is the ingredient of uh, social good social uh, social cohesion you know for the communities to come together that's all based on good character, even we as Muslims, you know, when we, when we uh, interact with non-Muslims, some a non-Muslim with good character stands out from the rest. You know, good character is, is, is a light, it shines wherever you go. When you see good character, it shines. So, uh, the reason I'm talking about good character when our topic is actually anger is because good character is based on several different things within the human being. And if you look at all of these things, there's three things, that the three major things, three major faculties, three major aspects within the human being that actually uh, make somebody's character the way it is. And one of them is anger. So you've got anger, you've got desire, and you've got knowledge. These are three of the fundamental aspects of what contributes to a person's character. If a person's anger level, you see, you can't eradicate anger completely because having too less anger is going to negatively affect you. Cowardice, people who don't have any umph in their life, who are willing to get abused, who are willing to allow their religion to be abused, their family to be abused, who are not willing to go and stand up for the rights of even themselves, who are not able to go and maybe work. For themselves to have a halal earning all of this comes from a sense of cowardice, a sense of no no desire uh, uh, no, no, no no fire in the heart to do that which is right so anger relates to um, the ability to do the right thing at the right time Anger is the faculty that relates to that we generally talk about anger in when it gets uh, too much when it uh, is, g- goes beyond the limit and gets into uh, where people are hurting one another where people are harming one another where, where it leads to arrogance where it leads to um, uh, taking somebody else's right subduing somebody else's right not listening to another person that is an excessive state of anger so anger, there's a moderate anger which the Prophet had so he never used anger for himself He never used anger. If somebody attacked him himself, uh, said something to him, he was calm. In fact, the Prophet ﷺ has to be admired. I mean, you just can't help but admire him. Because when he was personally abused, it just made him even more forbearing. It made him so much more patient. And he would almost smile in in the face of some of these things. But when it came to the religion, when it came to aspects related to our deen, where somebody uh, did something against it, then subhanallah then he would even grow red in the face as we've mentioned you know uh, in the shama'il so that is the ability to deal with different emotions imagine it you know things are thrown at you you know i don't mean physically thrown at you but things are thrown at you in terms of abuse or criticism and you can sift it out okay this is criticism of me right I can take that, that's not a problem. But if it's against Allah, if it's against the deen, then I want to stand up for it. Now this isn't to say that you can never get angry for yourself, of course you can. I mean, it's just how then we we express that anger and how then we articulate and do something with it. That's what's important. But the Prophet had that equilibrium. His desire was perfect. His anger was perfectly moderated. Equilibrium and his knowledge was obviously perfect as well. Now if somebody has too much desire just to now since we're describing this issue If we have if we're talking about desire if you have too much desire, it's going to lead to sexual vices It's going to lead to haram, fornication, adultery uh, Premarital sexual intercourse and other forms of you know sexual deviances that are out there because it's just got too much It's just exploding inside and the person is trying to express it in the wrong way and likewise if you don't have if you don't allow the, uh, you know, fulfill the rights of the desire, then a person is not going to be fulfilling the rights of their wife. A wife is not going to fulfill the rights of the husband, right? There are desires there. There's, uh, there's the right of the stomach to eat at least something, all right? To eat something to, to, stay, uh, to stay right. You know, there are people who go into these excessive fasts, continuous fasts for no reason. Uh, but... If you have too much of that desire for food for example it's going to lead to gluttony it's going to lead to uh, obesity it's going to lead to uh, a lot of other problems you know both physical problems psychological problems and spiritual problems so these things are there allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us these things even forgetfulness you you know uh, there's an aspect of it which is beneficial forgetfulness of the losses we have incurred, somebody passed away. we feel really that, that that pain is very raw. we feel really sad, we have a lot of anxiety. Give it a few days, give it a few months, and that pain becomes less because we don 't remember it in the same way as it happened yesterday there 's the benefit in forgetfulness, but if somebody has too much forgetfulness they 're forgetting their obligations they 're forgetting things that they need to do and they're constantly letting people down that's a problem this is the way Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us so now when it comes to anger now it builds our character and a person's character is going to be flawed when they have too much anger and we know this i mean You know, if we don't, if we can't see this in ourselves, because it's this is one of the most difficult things to judge along with pride, because pride also comes with anger, right? It's very difficult to judge within ourselves. And I think most of us, if we who do get angry a lot, and I think I'm one of those who have, uh, you know, who who can get angry, right? I need to recognize that I've got that as a problem to help myself. If I don't recognize it, I'm never going to be able to help myself. And uh, personally, I think uh, marriage has helped me, right? Um, you know, you get angry a lot, but then you find out that, you know, marriage is harmed, if if that's the case. Uh, dealing with other people when you're managing a situation. Uh, when you're teaching, if you want to be an effective teacher, you can't keep get, getting angry, especially if you want, um, you know, good grades for your students. If you want success for your students, you, are, you can get angry, but then you have to curb that as well. Everything in life teaches us this thing. That's why it's very important to understand that Anger is going to have to be suppressed, but we have to recognize it first. Now, if we see anger, you know, if we think of another person who gets angry, you know, we're upset by that. That's not something that is praiseworthy. We actually look down upon that person. You know, we actually um, don't prefer that person for the anger aspect. Oh, he's a really good person, but he just gets too angry when he gets angry. You know, we say these kind of things. So if we don't like it in another person, how do you think people are gonna like it in us? That's one way to understand that. But the first thing in all of this is that we have to recognize this. We have to recognize this. Then once we've recognized it, then we will be able to figure out some of its therapies, some ways to correct it, some ways to sort it out. And that is where the Prophet ﷺ has uh, mentioned several different things. And of course, there's lots of other things. I I mean, a simple check online, if you've got an anger problem and you're not married yet, make sure you get that sorted you know you you have to be because otherwise your marriage is going to be it's going to affect your marriage in terms of pre-marriage preparation don't just focus on the day of your marriage for example don't focus on what you're going to wear and who you're going to call and all the rest of it focus on how i'm going to be with my spouse with my new family right so if you've got an anger problem and the way we tell if you've got an anger problem is just compare ourselves to our other brothers and sisters or my group of friends who is it that gets angry more in that who is it that generally gets more angry than other people for the wrong reason right so that's one way to figure this out just be honest with oneself you don't have to declare to the whole world that you have an anger problem just get help and there's ways to get help which is uh, we're going to discuss some of those ways that we get help but the first part is to recognize that we have we, we have this issue especially during this pandemic it's brought people closer together Right, and before we could have comfortable, diff, uh, you know, distances uh, from people, but now I guess with our own family it becomes more difficult. And what we've noticed is that the, there's people who won't get angry with other people because he's meeting them infrequently. He or she is dealing with them infrequently. You're perfect at your job when you go to your work and you're there, uh, you know, in the office or whatever it is. Or you know you you you're very professional you're very managed you're very organized because you've been through some training you come home and it's a different story you think it's okay to lash out at your close ones right i don't know what this i i've not been able to figure out exactly what the psychological you know term for this is or what the you know what exactly this issue is that but where you have your own people you feel you can lash out against them much more and you don't realize the harm you're, you 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 you're causing and uh, you, you feel like it's justified and this is what has been just magnified during this lockdown when people have had to stay more at home in confined spaces sometimes, you know, in confined spaces. Now, you can't blame anything else. We have to be able to learn to control it, right? We have to learn to control it. So now, for example, let's just mention uh, one hadith, right? The Prophet sallallahu sallam it's a hadith of Bukhari. Uh, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu reports that the Prophet وسلم, Actually somebody asked the Prophet وسلم, Can you advise me? Can you give me some counsel? Can you give me some advice? And the Prophet said "La So he said give me some advice. Now I'm not sure if he thought that don't get angry was not significant enough and he was looking for some kind of big advice or uh, you know, he was looking for something else and the Prophet وسلم, every time he, he repeated his request he said don't get angry, don't get angry, don't get angry. Now that's not the only advice of course that the Prophet ﷺ has given to others but for this person he's kept saying don't get angry and maybe one of the reasons for that is that he may have noticed that this person has an anger issue so he kept saying don't get angry don't get angry don't get angry La right? because he knew that anger is what's causing all the other issues you know anger is what's causing all of the other issues so that's why he said that in fact uh, there's a there's another uh, there's another hadith it's in the Prophet ﷺ, uh, uh, a person came and said to the prophet ya rasul allah dullani ala amalin yudkhilni al jannah wala tukthir just indicate uh, you know indicate me to an action or indicate an action to me right which will enter me into paradise right give me an action that will get me into paradise we all want that right but don't give me uh, you know don't give me too many things just give me like a simple point that will enter me into paradise that I do that. Walla tuktira don't give me a long discussion, don't give me too many advices. And the Prophet said, La tardab. He said, Don't get angry. Right? Subhanallah, you know, he's asking for something very concise, very short, very to the point, maybe just one point, not too many points, and the Prophet is saying, La taqdab. Right? That just shows the importance of this. There's a huge importance. Allah mentions it quite a few times in the Quran, and uh, there's a there's another uh, there's a, there's numerous stories about this uh, related to the same thing. In fact, uh, on one occasion, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is uh, sitting there, and there were two men. That were abusing one another. They were having an argument. They were at dispute. And the face of one of them had become very red. And you know, it says that his veins, uh, you know, jugular vein had sw- swelled and everything. He was very, very angry. Sometimes you see somebody like that. So the Prophet ﷺ said, you know, it, it's so beautiful that Prophet, ﷺ, the way he said it, he kind of said it not necessarily to them directly, but he wanted them to hear. So the Prophet ﷺ said, I know of a statement which if he says it. Then that rage that he is experiencing, that anger that he's feeling right now, would go away. Right? He just needs to say "Audhu Billahim in a shaytani al-rajeem. So now you may ask that why do you read Audu billahim i a shaitan al-Rajim when you get angry? What's that got to do with anything? Why is anger an Awudu Billahim iNa shaitani Rajim? As you know, A'udubillahim in a shaitani rajim, it means I seek refuge in Allah from shaitan, the accursed. What's shaitan? Why seeking refuge from the shaitan when you're angry? Angry is your personal feeling. It's not like a bad thought in your mind, like a thought to go and commit a haram or something like that. So, why, why is it like that if somebody's asking that? Asking that? So, the Prophet ﷺ has uh, provided uh, understanding of that as well, and many of our ulama have discussed that as well that shaitan is created from fire and fire is heat. Anger is also a sense of or a state of heat in the body when you get overheated. That's essentially what's going on. This person is getting overheated. And it's a similar idea that uh, you, you, uh, you, you can only extinguish fire Uh, With um, you know, it's the shaitan. So you say, "Audhu billahi Shaitan. See, when a person gets angry, shaitan rides the wave of the anger. That's the thing. Once you get angry, shaitan is always around, right? So he then rides that wave and makes us do things in our anger, say things in our. How many of us recognize that, can identify that, can recall that when we were angry, we said things that we regretted? That's because shaitan. started riding that emotion so one of the emotions that shaytan rides is anger right and he uses it it's a tool of the shaytan to do that's why we say so that means that while the natural state of the anger in you know that we feel the physiological state the psychological state that we're in we don't we say so at least the anger can be subdued and suppressed as a physiological thing and shaytan will not take over so shaitan doesn't have to cause the anger, right? The anger could be caused for different reasons, but shaitan can magnify it, expand it, and take over it. So we say Audhu billahi rajim, we won't go far with it. We can actually calm it down. We can actually say, no, suppress it. You know, We're not gonna say this. I wanna swear at the person. I wanna do this, but no, that's against my personal dignity to do that. Sometimes, to be honest, like I'm on Twitter, so uh, the other day we put out um we're, we're doing a class on hellfire hell uh, it's called hell revealed right so we put up the poster and immediately we got a uh, non-muslim right a non-muslim who commented on there and saying um this is so depraved or something like that now you can understand it's probably coming from an atheist perspective to say that uh, you know there's no concept of hellfire and this is just you guys are still talking about hellfire like you know you're living in the modern world where is the hellfire and so on right so now you feel like you want to lash out, you know, you feel like you want to say something. You know, there's a lot of things that you could actually say. So when you read at least the shay- you, you will be stopping the shaitan from taking that anger and using it in the wrong way and saying what you might regret afterwards. Because at the end of the day, we as Muslims and especially Muslim leaders, anybody who's dignified as a Muslim, right, they need to have their self-respect, right? It shouldn't be that now I can start swearing just because somebody has said something weird to me or something somebody has abused me or somebody has said something to cause an affront to me. I have to show that I have some character. That's the only thing that stopped that, to be honest, just having that thought just stopped me from saying anything in response. Otherwise there's so many things that we could have said. So that's the kind of things that we need to understand. And there's numerous hadith about this. I'm going to mention about the prevention. The Prophet as I said the first hadith, which I already mentioned, that billahi uh, um, So, shaitan doesn't take over and take advantage of your anger. Number two, the Prophet said that "ala innal jamratun fi adam." Anger is an ember in the heart of the human being, of the of the son of Adam, right? have Haven't you seen uh, basically the way he said it is that haven't you seen the redness of the eyes when somebody gets angry and the uh, the bloating and the swelling of the veins of the of the throat? Haven't you seen that? That shows that there's an internal cause. Of course, there's no physical ember. This is a you know a metaphor to say that it's coming from inside, right? So then the Prophet ﷺ said. That مِنْ ذَلِكَ بِشَيْءٍ فَالْيَلْزَقْ بِالْأَرْضِ. Anybody who feels this, right? Who experiences this, he should go and uh, he should go and basically lay himself down on the ground. He should stick to the ground. That's kind of interesting. And one of the reasons is that we earthing ourselves. You know, fire is. Uh, the, the, the the reason why shaitan and the jinn and so on are so problematic is because they're made of fire, so their imagination is wild. And that's why they said that even if a jinn tells you something, now I don't want to get into the world of jinn, you can't take everything that a jinn says because they have a wild imagination. We are from the earth, right? we are from the soil, the soil is humble, right? and that's why even our electricity is actually grounded, it needs to go to, back to the ground. So hit the ground basically, that will calm us down right and there's many other you know there's there's many other aspects about that in through modern expression now i'm not sure about canada in in america for example when you get stopped on the motorway if a police if the police stop you on the highway right i don't know if you noticed uh when the police stop you on the highway you're supposed to stay in your car uh, keep your hands where they can see them the police will come and they will stand they, they you know you roll down your window the police are not going to stand in front so you're you're not going to be confronting you're not going to be confronted by the police they're going to stand behind you and they're going to say sir, da, 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 whatever right why do they stand behind you and why don't they confront you the reason is that all of these things are you can say management techniques for not um overcoming uh, you know not not basically getting aggravated and not uh, letting your anger go overboard. Because when somebody's in front of you, you feel like you can lash out more. There's a confrontational mode and, and, and form that you're in. Whereas when they're behind you, you know, some of that is diffused. That's why the Prophet ﷺ, uh, you know, we find in the hadith, uh, the Prophet ﷺ also mentioned things like, if you have a weapon, don't go brandishing it around like if you've got a knife or whatever don't brandish it around because the shaitan may pull your hand right the shaitan may pull your hand because what happens is that if you've got a weapon like if you've got a knife or something you have this weird feeling that shaitan will create in you to do something with it and people have made mistakes in weapons where they had no intention to do so so keep it down that's why we're told to do all of these things this is all to diffuse it and so that nothing gets out of hand that's why uh, we've been told in our deen, like Abdullah, ibn, sorry, Abu Dharr radiallahu, Dhar radiallahu, and I think it was him, that once somebody got him angry and he was in the fields and there's, there's water there, it's soggy ground. So uh, somebody got him angry and he sat down. Then the c- c- discussion continued and he, you know, the, it, it, it was still, a, a, you know, a, an angry state. So he lay down down there and it's like, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing what I've been told to do by the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam. You're earthing yourself. You're getting down and you're earthing yourself. Now, I, I'm, you know, I know that might sound a bit, but what I've noticed is that if you, um, in fact, this is what studies show, that if you want to tell somebody something and critique them, you know, like for example, it's a, a brother of yours, uh, a child of yours, uh, a friend of yours. Like, let's just say that there's somebody in the masjid that you've heard said something about you or has got a misunderstanding or whatever, and you need to correct them, you need to correct the understanding. Don't grab them after Salat as many of us would do, for example. Right. And just take them to a side and start standing up and saying that it, you know, you've got more chances if you sit the person down, right? If you sit the person down, they say that you've got more chances of convincing the person or people taking criticism. They say that people take criticism much less when they're standing than when they're sitting. And they take more criticism when they're lying down than when they do when they're sitting. So actually the most ideal situation is that if you want to critique somebody and have that kind of a discussion where you want to correct something of this, call them to your house, right? go somewhere and you know get somewhere where you can actually lie them down. I mean, I know that's a bit too much, but at least have them sitting down, relax. The more relaxed they are, the less confrontational, the more toler- the, the the more tolerant the more agreeable they will be and the more you'll be able to get through to them. Never criticize somebody standing up because there's just too much of a confrontational mode. right? It's just too much of a confrontational mode. That's why I sit down. And what the Prophet is telling us you know, is, 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 is the basis of all of this. right? It's, it's showing us exactly, and this is what uh, the, the studies show these kind of things to be happening as well. The other thing that we can do is to put a buffer in between. Now, uh, there's a beautiful dua that's helped me a lot. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ, uh, 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 this is a dua of the Prophet ﷺ. Allahumma inni 'aaudhu bika min al-shiqaq wa nifaq wa suil al-akhlaq. Allahumma inni 'aaudhu bika min al-shiqaq wa al-nifaq wa suil al-akhlaq. Now, sometimes there are certain people that we have anger problems with. Generally, when I see that person, then because they just irritate me, they just say something to me, it's just this weird relationship, I get angry. Like, I just don't have tolerance. So, prepare yourself from before. There's no point. I mean, a Muslim is supposed to be somebody who doesn't get bitten from the same hole twice. All right? The person may aggravate you. The person may irritate you a lot. But at the end of the day, we need to try to preempt that. Why should I be the one who loses it all the time? How can I diffuse this? How can I sort this out in a different way? How can I get over this? How can it be that I don't have this problem anymore? I don't have these issues anymore. This is the kind of thing that we, 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 we must learn. So what you do is you preempt it. If there's a certain person that you have to meet, maybe it's a relative, maybe it's your own brother, maybe it's your father, maybe it's your mother, somebody. And you know that you always kick off on something. Before you go in, compose yourself. Right, then number two, you know the, the kind of hot flashpoints, right? Try to avoid those, and above all, read the dua. Oh Allah, I seek your refuge from shiqaq, which basically means uh, dispute, right? Quarreling and arguing, nifaq, hypocrisy, wassuil akhlaq, and bad character. And here, the bad character obviously comes from the anger faculty. I've noticed that this has helped me. And insha'allah it will help you if you read this Allahumma inni a'udhu bika You know that much already because there's so many du'as like that Allahumma inni a'udhu bika Minash shiqaqi wal nifaqi suil akhlaq So that inshallah will help as well Now why should you do something about your anger? As I said for people who are married and they're very angry people They're going to know that it's messed up their marriage Or it is messing up their marriage But the wonderful thing is That you can actually sort it out if you really want to a lot of people with anger problems, they actually feel quite, quite comfortable sometimes with their anger. Because it gives them this false sense of power. Because when they're angry, they lash out. And they feel that everybody else cowers and uh, sits down and you know, doesn't say anything. That's just a false sense of anger. You'd rather get that through respect. right? And there are ways to get that through respect rather than being angry. Because anger is bad for you right Anger is not just spiritually bad for you. not only can it be sinful right if if done in the wrong way and you know in in these extreme ways, but it's actually physically bad for a person so how is anger bad? well, you see anger um in a physiological sense is a constant flood of stress chemicals right it's a release it's it's, uh, it's this release of stress chemicals that's when you get angry you get stress right uh, um Uh, There's a lot of that that goes uh, and that becomes associated with other uh, uh, metabolic changes, right? Especially with unmanaged anger. As I said, anger is a natural thing and there's nothing wrong with having a sense and a faculty of anger. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it's unmanaged anger where you're constantly flying off the handle, then that causes a flood of stress chemicals and that can be bad for you. That drip, drip, drip of that stress chemical is extremely harmful for a person, different, uh, different aspects of the body. So for some people, for example, it's created headaches, right? They get constant headaches because they're constantly angry about something, unmanaged, they, they don't know how to manage their anger, right? They don't know how to manage their anger. Um, eventually that could lead to digestion problems, right? Abdominal pain. And, Insomnia, you get angry, you can't sleep, right? Insomnia issues. Increase anxiety. Increase anxiety, right? Depression, because eventually if you get so angry, people don't want to speak to you because you can't reason with them. You just get too angry, right? Everything has to be dealt with anger. So then you're personally going to get depressed because you're not going to be able to see anything coming from, from people having that good interaction high blood pressure subhanallah high blood pressure that's a big thing when it comes to anger they get high blood pressure and it leads to also in fact in some people it leads to eczema not necessarily in everybody but in some people it could even lead to skin problems and eczema but eventually some of the worst things is that when the high blood pressure and all of these other things right heart attack stroke all of these things could could ensue for a person who, who d- doesn't control the anger. That's just the physiological aspects. Spiritual aspects will mess up your prayer. You keep getting angry and you're in your salat, The anger is going to cause a dispute maybe. It's going to cause something else. You're planning your next move. All of that is going to create a problem. So these are a list, right? And not in any kind of particular order. But inshallah, these are a list. I've tried some of them. Uh, I've not tried the others. But maybe inshallah it will be beneficial uh, to some of us. You know to all of us inshallah in some way they say that if you do feel angry about something take a walk you know firstly walk away from the situation and think because the problem is that when you're angry and i've noticed sometimes somebody said something you immediately want to respond if you're that kind of a person if you're a person who doesn't like responding at all you won't have you know you don't have a challenge with this you'll have other challenges But when it comes to people, uh, you know, who generally get angry, because we're talking about people with anger problems within the COVID and other situation, right? Walk away from the situation. That sometimes helps. Temporarily, until you cool down, then you can come back and deal with it in, in a cooler sense. That works very well. Number two, try to pinpoint why do you get so angry? Do you have to get angry? Is that the only way to deal with this issue? Why do you get so angry? Is that the only way to deal with this issue? Can you not do it a different way? Is it because of something that you're doing that's then creating that reaction? That's why you get angry and then that causes you to get angry? Number three, if you keep getting angry, do something physical like going and taking a run or on a treadmill or some kind of sport or physical exercise. That again helps to just dissipate the chemicals that helps a lot to dissipate the chem- chemicals and sort things out like that as well. Another one is, uh, subhanAllah, go and talk to somebody that you trust, right, about your feelings and see if, especially somebody who interacts with you regularly, because they'll be able to tell and they might see patterns. If you can figure out the pattern, that will be really, really helpful, right? Another one uh, mentioned in the hadith of uh, Musnad Ahmed is that uh, you make wudu, right? Go and make wudu, and again, that is, you're doing several things, you're distancing yourself, you're changing your activity, you're using water, right? So water is very effective for calming a person down as well, all right? So that's really beneficial to do wudu. In fact, go and take a ghusl if you can, that's even better, right? That would really help to calm situations down, you'll get a time to think about it as well. Constantly make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from the hands of anger and rage, right? And I mentioned one of the duas there. Above all, if you really wanna sort your anger out, I think one of the most effective ways, one of the most effective ways to deal with arrogance, to deal with anger, to deal with greed, and all of these things is to have a regimen of dhikr. Taala's name, and, I'm, and if I stop and say, this is probably one of the most important, along with all of the other practical suggestions, but this one, is probably one of the most. important you want to remember one thing from this is to get a regimen of dhikr you know especially if you can find a good um, you know a good scholar a good mentor a good shaykh right to help you out in this regard right and to have a regimen of dhikr the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most powerful To create humility in the heart, because this is the benefit you'll get if you constantly take the name of Allah, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, Allah's name can never be devoid of benefit. You know, it's going to affect you. It's going to soften the heart. A lot of the time we can't remedy anger because the heart is too hard. You know, we don't want to take any advice. The heart is too hard. Right. The advice doesn't go in we don't soften ourselves when you constantly allah allah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah when you when you're repeating this right the dhikr and you're remembering allah it softens the heart out right when it softens the heart out it makes us more humble because it's now going to remind ourselves of our position we're just a servant a needy servant of allah allah is the one who uh, is worthy of all the high things that we want Right? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is truly worthy of that. So that will help to diffuse our arrogance. That will help to diffuse anger. Right? You start seeing things in the right way. You start learning more about your deen. So that is why it really, really benefits to have a regimen of dhikr. And especially some of the muraqabat, some of the meditations, they're specifically beneficial. Specifically beneficial for calming a person's anger down right this is what the ulama have found through a lot of tajrimah the name of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is beneficial anyway but this is a very specific benefit uh, to that effect some other suggestions in the short time that we have is uh, accept your mistake and be honest with yourself like is should i really be getting ang- angry here this just gets you know this is all going to be really tied up with arrogance and i always need to be the right one and 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 so on you know that nobody else can have one over me all of that you know we have to learn to sometimes just accept our mistake and not argue about it because that's one of the worst situations learn to forgive and forget so you don't have to get angry and have to bash everything down and correct everybody learn to forgive and forget you know why why should you fly off your handle and cause yourself, you know, a possibility of a stroke and so on. Another one is uh, try to develop indifference to the thing which bothers you too much. Like it bothers you, that's why you get angry, but you're seeing that there's no point of it bothering me or there's no benefit in it bothering me. It's not going to get me anywhere. So what you then do is you try to develop an indifference to it. Of course, if it's an important matter, you can't do that. So this won't necessarily work everywhere. Keep a diary of your outbursts. Meaning, note your outbursts. Like, today I got angry twice. You see, this isn't going to change overnight. If, if we've had an anger problem over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, right? It's not going to change overnight. The only time it changes overnight is if we are hit with a massive problem and we start realizing our vulnerability right our weakness our absolute need for allah and our weakness in front of the systems of the world as well then sometimes people become very 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 humble but why do why are we waiting for something big to happen you know to take a big hit no what we do is that every time we do get ang- angry at the end of the day, whatever, we think back like, what was it that made me angry? Next time that happens, I wanna, in like, uh, something that really bothers me sometimes is the way people drive, okay? I think I've calmed down a bit, but that is when I would get angry. So I have to think about it that way, that what, you know, if I say this, I'm never gonna see this guy again, so why should I swear at that person? Alhamdulillah, I don't think I swear, uh, I, I swear, but I'm saying, people feel the need to swear. What's the benefit of swearing? You're, you're gonna see that person for a few seconds right? It's somebody who cut you off or whatever. It's not somebody locally that constantly cuts you off. Then there's a different strategy. This is somewhere you're driving outside, somebody cut you off. Now you want to roll down your window and say a few things to him. What do you get out of it? You're never going to see that guy again. You're probably never going to see it. So what's, what's the point of lowering yourself, saying a few abusive words, making a bad face or whatever? What, what are you going to get out of that? Think, is it worth it or not? Now, in terms of, uh, th- there's a lot of training that you can get about this. There's assertiveness training, there's uh, conflict resolution that helps, you know, the whole science of conflict resolution, take a, con- uh, you know, read a book on conflict resolution. If that is the reason why you constantly get angry, where you just can't get to convince people, people don't get it sometimes, and then you get angry. Um, learning relaxation techniques. But subhanAllah, I think relaxation techniques, you know, you could do that through exercise and so on. But one of the best forms of relaxation, is by doing a muraqaba like a meditation right and having a dhikr regimen if it gets really bad then uh, you know you need to see a psychologist or a counsellor right especially if it's about events of the past now if you're getting angry about events of the past that you can't even change now then you need some kind of therapy right you need some kind of therapy i've got a, a lecture that you should probably listen to if you've got issues about the past and you're still carrying them it's called don't be depressed You don't know your future, that's on zamzamacademy.com, right? It's very important to understand this whole concept of divine decree, especially if you're angry with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? I know our topic is more about families and so on. Allahu Akbar. Exercise regularly. That helps to just dissipate dissipate some of the chemicals, right? So that you won't get so angry, inshaAllah. Um, People who are stressed more are more likely to express anger, so if you've got a thing that's stressing you out and I know People losing their jobs or having to work from home not having enough space in the house You know everybody's competing for the particular space or you know the children are uh, shouting around and you know Subhanallah, you know all of those are obviously stress uh, causes so we have to do the best we can. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put us into this situation, may He take us out of it. But numerous worldwide studies, right, have documented that regular exercise can actually help mood and reduce stress levels. Reason is because I think physical exertion burns up the stress chemicals. You can vent them within the exercise. And it also boosts production of mood regulating neurotransmitters, right? in the b- brain including endorphins and other, other positive ch- uh, chemicals, you know th- there's a lot of stuff that, that we, can, we, can, we can talk about, um, but just a few, few more things uh, to, to mention, uh, there's a hadith in Imam Ahmad's Musnad where he says that the Prophet ﷺ said, When one of you gets angry just be quiet for a while. Be quiet for a while. Right? That, that in fact, a lot of people do use that and that, that, that is very helpful as well. And again, all of these practical suggestions are from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Muhammad Al-Sa'di Somebody got him angry. So he got up and he performed wudu. And he said that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said that Innal Ghadaba Minash Shaitan. Anger comes from the Shaitan. وَإِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ I alluded to this before. The shaitan is created from the fire. And fire is generally extinguished with water. So, فَإِذَا غَضِبَ أَحَدُكُمْ So when one of you does get angry, go and perform wudu. Right? That's the full hadith of what I, what I indicated to before. Once... Um, Mu'awiyah, he was angered by Abu Muslim al khawlani so he got up and he performed ghusl. He actually went and took a bath and he came back and he said that he said the same thing that the Prophet had mentioned. You see, the virtues of calming ourselves down and controlling our anger. There's a hadith that I'm going to mention to you from Imam Ahmed. The Prophet said, "Man Yanfudahu, whoever controls their anger calms them, suppresses themselves, suppresses their anger. Whereas he's got the ability to, you can unleash it. Meaning you're in a position, right, to unleash your anger and do something about it, right? But you actually control yourself. Daahu Allahu al ruus al hatta فِي أَيِّ Now, um, the, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi is speaking to men so that's why he's giving them that incentive basically that whoever controls their anger when even though they were in a situation where they had the ability to unleash it right? وتعالى will invite them will call them right, uh, in front of everybody in front of all of creation Right, so it's a it's a call of uh, honor. Right, this person is going to be honored in that sense, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala eventually will also then give him the option to take whichever hoor that he wants. Now, I know that's kind of you know for the men, right? Generally, but Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will g- give something of similar greatness and honor and happiness and joy to the women who do that as well. This is not just for men. It's not just men who have a problem with anger, right? There's other people who have, you know, women have problems as well with anger. So, Allahu Akbar. I think uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to assist us. Just to conclude, put a space in between. Let us think and first recognize that we do have an anger problem. Otherwise, we're not going to get anywhere with this. Let's realize the relationships that it's straining, it's destroying, it's causing a problem. We get angry. Anger is physiologically a problem, physically, medically, psychologically, spiritually a problem. It is spoiling our worships, it's, it's spoiling our character, it's not allowing us to get the balance in our character, right in our akhlaq, which is one of the most, uh, you can say, rewarded aspects in Islam, after the faraid and obligations, the Prophet ﷺ said that Islam was sent for good character. So that's why all of these things are there, that are there for that. And it is the advice of the Prophet وسلم, when people ask for the advice, especially if you've got a problem, then consider the advice for us. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Tawfiq, may Allah bless all of you wherever you are in the world, especially our Canadian brothers who this program was actually organized for. And Hazrat Mawlana Abdurrahim Sahab, may Allah grant him a, a long life with great Iman and, mashallah, much more work than what he's already done. May Allah accept him uh, to do even much greater work and his organizations and everything else and all of our other teachers allah, allah bless them all allah uh, allah bless them all allah bless the ummah remove these conflicts may allah take us out stronger than we were right before we enter this conflict this conflict uh, this uh, not conflict but this pandemic is rather a punishment for some people who are having a problem in this right it's a source of mercy for other people you know and it's a source of forgiveness and purification for a lot of other people let us make it a source of purification and for elevation otherwise the pandemic will pass right inshallah there's going to be an end to it right everything ends in this world right it's going to end but if we don't come out of it better than we are then the whole thing for us has been useless right whereas allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to teach us a lesson so may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to become better people during this time allah accept our duas akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alamin